Today we have numerous little things that are uh, uh, helpful we can dig into, things that you want to go to RCIA class or OCIA class with and talk about uh, because there's just uh, amazing things. And one of them is one that uh, we aren't celebrating the Mass of St. Januarius, but uh, please raise your hand if you don't know why St. Januarius is amazing. Wow, who knows what's fun about St. Januarius? Raise your hand. None of the students. Wow, that's, you didn't know that you were still in class today. But we're going to do some teaching. St. Januarius was a bishop of the early century, uh, 4th century, and is reportedly fed to the bears. I always, whenever I talk about the ancient times, I always say the lions or the leopards, but there were bears. They would feed the Christians to the bears. Uh, Well, today they have a vial of his blood and it's, you know, as you can imagine, blood is old, right? So it's hard. But for some mysterious reason, on this day and a few other days throughout the year, but definitely on this day, the blood liquefies. And they have this big ceremony wherever it's kept in Italy, and they come out and the cardinal or archbishop or bishop, whoever, they're like, is it going to happen? <laughs> you know, and then it happens again. The blood liquefies. I mean, only Catholics, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right? The Orthodox, you know, I'm sure they have their own strange things. What does Todd say? You know, they have their scary saints or something, he calls them, you know. <laughs> their, their saints seem to be scarier. Ours seem to be a little, you know, uh, oddities. Uh, but it's a fact that happens, right? And we have to account for what does it mean that this is going on? Well, we know that the Lord allows miracles to happen as ways to bring people to a deeper awareness of their faith, right? We don't believe because of the miracles. We believe because we have encountered Jesus Christ in our lives and we have recognized that the truth is present to us, right? But the miracles have always been means and signs that he really is present. Right? How else do we know he's present? Jesus didn't stay down here. And even when Jesus did stay down here, we now all know the consequences of that. But it's not like when Jesus of Nazareth was walking around Galilee, everybody's like, oh, God showed up. <laughs> right? We're all like, oh, if Jesus were to come, then we'd, well, no, probably not. So how do we know he's here? We know one of the ways the signs are miracles. And so St. Januarius is one of the saints that is an instrument of Jesus Christ. The miracles are not because of him alone. They're because of the way in which God's grace uses a person to bring about the divine plan. And so there's this little thing. If you want a fun podcast, uh, Jimmy Aiken's Mysterious World. If you've never heard of it, if you like fun things, he talks about UFOs. He talks about Loch Ness Monster. He talks about time travel, right? The most recent one I was listening to, he was talking about uh, whether clairvoyancy is real and whether by faith you can see into the future and what, you know, what's the difference between a natural ability to see in the future and a supernatural ability to see in the future and an evil ability to see? I mean, you know, if you like those things. Jimmy Aiken's Mysterious World. And he uh, talks a little bit about the blood liquefying. 
what is it that's happening? How does it happen? And he's a brilliant man, but he takes science and faith and all these things. He's really big right now on UFOs. If you want some take on like what is the you know, aerial phenomenon and all this. Uh, it's actually pretty interesting. And you know what's interesting about some of it is uh, the saints, some of the saints, bilocated. I mean, what if there, all that is possible. I mean, it is possible because it happened. But like, what if it's like, scientifically, we just don't understand dynamics of the universe. We don't understand dynamics of reality and ways to understand exactly what they're doing. But what if they just are doing something that in 5,000 more years, uh, we'll have like cracked the secret of this and maybe we won't be able to do it yet, but we'll understand why it is that Padre Pio could do it. Right? I mean, this stuff is amazing. So never lose confidence that faith and science together are like dancing a dance that's you never want off the dance floor. If you know anybody that thinks faith and science don't work together, then missing something, right? Amazing stuff. So that's one dynamic of what we're studying today uh, in class. The other dynamic that we're studying today in class is the first gospel is talking about some of these regulations about bishops and deacons, which are really interesting, right? Because they're talking about their wives, right? And we in the West can live at a time in which priests aren't married and bishops aren't married. And we can think, what's this all about? Well, it's always been there. That's always been the case. And our Orthodox friend, right? Todd's pastor is probably married. I don't know. I haven't asked him that yet, but right? Why is it that we aren't? We aren't because too many problems were happening. All the church money was going to the family. <laughs> and they thought, well, we know one of the ways to solve all this problem. Let's just not let the priest get married. I mean, that's a part of what was going on. right? So it's like not as if, oh, well, if priests can be married, then there's going to be no problems. No, the reason that we aren't married is because there were problems. And it was like, let's just solve this problem. Right? And we see that they're having to say in here, here's the regulations, and this is what the kind of man should be if he's going to aspire to this noble task. And the dynamic that's interesting in the gospel is because we could be married. I mean, there's nothing, no reason that could change for sure uh, uh, without, without too much. I mean, it might cause hoopla, but I mean, it wouldn't, it's not a matter of faith. Uh, it's just a matter of practice. Uh, but it says can only be married once. Right? And I was in semin- when I was in seminary, there were Orthodox priests who, or not Orthodox, they were Eastern Catholic priests that were also there at the seminary living there. And they were all like speed dating. Really, they were speed dating. So we're all in there like, wow, I wonder how I might be able to go <laughs> How do I like serve as a priest? You could, this seems pretty interesting. You're always going on these dates. There were like four of them. They were always out dating. Right? What was going on? They have to be married before they're ordained. And once they're ordained, they can never be married again. So it's not as if it's like this end-all, be-all, right? And for us, too, a permanent deacon, maybe some of you guys would end up discerning per- permanent diaconate, a permanent deacon has to be, can only be married once. If his wife passes away, he can't be married again. Right? And that comes right out of this right here. 
So there's dynamics that are at play that are also always been at play. And it reminds me of uh, something Pope Francis said recently. He said, uh, everyone's welcome in the church. But once you're in the church, there's regulations that order us. And I thought that was so interesting because that's what we experience right here. Everyone's welcome to come to the Newman Center and everybody does come to the Newman Center. It's an awesome time. But the deeper you go in, you realize that that gospel is calling me to something. It's not just, oh, bishops better behave like this. It's every single one of us is being called to something supernatural. We're being called to live a life of radical differentness in this world. And so each one of us are going to wrestle with that in our own way. Right? Some of us, it's going to be in regard to uh, sins of the flesh. And some of it's going to be in regards to sins of drinking. And some of it's going to be in regard to sins of pride. And some of it's going to be envy and jealousy. There's lots of ways in which we need to allow ourselves to be imbued with God's grace. And so the further you come in, you're like, wow, is this really? Yeah, this is where the Lord's calling us. And as we open ourselves to that transformation, then things change. And there's ways in which we're ordered. And so here, right away, right off the bat, St. Paul is reminding, hey, all the bishops, like, it's not just, you don't just, like, get a ticket to the top spot. No. You have to live a noble life. You have to live something radically different that other people might respect you, that other people might follow you, that other people might trust you. And interestingly enough, they say how you order your family is a sign for us. Right? More integrated people. And so for us too, it may be that, you know, there's a temptation to feel like, well, when I'm out of here, you know, when I'm not around here, when I'm in class, I kind of do what I want. Or when I'm with family, I kind of do what I want. Right? But an integrated person allows themselves in this place, how I behave here is going to indicate how I behave there. And we, over time, by God's grace, become one person, a supernatural grace given to us that the person that is alive begins to flourish in new ways. But we must always be aware that to be Christian, to be faithful, ultimately is not something where they say, oh, look how I behave or I don't behave. No, that's the consequence of what it is we hear in the gospel today. We proclaim something way more crazy than blood liquefying. We proclaim something more incredible than an answer to unidentified aerial phenomena. We have something that isn't of man. The proclamation that God has visited us. God. How many people for all of human history have longed and longed and longed? And you likely can say, well, I don't know if he visited me today, but Yesterday. And here we are, where he will visit us once again. This is the miracle of Christianity. This is the difference that changes the world. Because it's a difference that changes us. St. Januarius.